Well, I pray that God uh, gives you encouragement tonight as you hear this word. And I hope I don't throw too big of a monkey wrench in your theology. Uh, Turn to Ephesians 6. We're going to start there. Ephesians 6, verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Everyone knows that, right? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against what kind of wickedness? It's spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what you and I are wrestling against, even now. Even now. That's what you and I are wrestling against. It's spiritual wickedness in high places. You keep your finger right there in Ephesians, but I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians 10. I bet if I'd ask how many of you believe in the power of prayer, every hand in this place to go up. Is there anyone that does not believe in the power of prayer? That's good. Verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Do you realize that that person you're married to is not your problem? Please say yes, honey. <laughs> for, the, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We just heard Daryl pray this. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, God has placed inside of us his spirit, has he not? As we are born again, spirit of God lives inside of each one of us. And because of that, well, when Nicodemus came to, to Jesus, you remember he said, you you got to be born. He said, unless a man's born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. And so Nicodemus asked him, said, how do I get back inside my mother's belly? Jesus said, you're missing it. you you got to be born of the water and the spirit. He's not talking about baptism. You understand that? He went on to explain that. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. He's talking about being born of the water. The water. When a woman's water breaks, she has a baby. We've all been born of the water, or we wouldn't be here. So we have to be born of the water and of the Spirit. It's important to be born of the Spirit. And when the Spirit comes inside of us, then He wants to equip us to do spiritual warfare. And we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. But I'll tell you what, we wrestle. We wrestle. There is spiritual wickedness in high places. In every church across the land, and every place where God's people want to serve Him, there's resistance. It's spiritual wickedness. That's the only word for it. It's just spiritual wickedness. You know, he said, we must be born again, not bored again. I was bored for years. I'm glad to be born again and not bored again. It's exciting to serve God. It is exciting. I, I, I know that I know that we say we believe in the power of 
prayer, but I think we'd have a hard time convincing very many people as we look at this altar time. I do. I, I, I know it's easy to say we believe it, but I think if we really believe in power of prayer, I don't think Mike should have to beg us to come down. <laughs> okay, I'll duck behind the cup and just don't throw stuff. Just listen to the Spirit of God. Go back to Ephesians. Ephesians 6. We'll pick it up at verse 13. We left off at 12. He explains to us, as Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand an evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, he's not done there. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. How in the world do you pray in the Spirit? How do you pray in the Spirit? Look, I, I hope that God revolutionizes the way we pray. I know that at gatherings like uh, football games and sometimes NASCAR races and uh, even in school sometimes, there's a moment of silence. But for crying out loud, in the church, there can't be years of silence. I don't know how long we've been coming here. Probably 20 years or better. I don't know how long. But I know one thing. Things are changing and it ain't good. It's not good. We've become lazy. We have become stinking lazy. Our, our prayers stink. Oh, speak for yourself, brother. I'm speaking for all of us. I, I'm with the, don't throw anything at me yet. Just hear me out. T turn to Hebrews 1. I don't want you to make me so mad you won't listen. I don't care if I make you mad, but I want you to hear me. For unto which, Hebrews 1, I'm sorry, I thought you could read my mind. Hebrews 1, verse 5. For unto the, which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he says, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and ministers a flame of fire. Angels are spirits. Angels are spirits. Jesus said that. So what it says right here? Angels are spirits. Listen. But unto the Son, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. They shall all wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy year shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, 
sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? You're just going to have to hang with me here. Angels are ministering spirits. That's what the Word of God just said, did it not? Angels are ministering spirits. They are spirits. A third of those spirits was kicked out of heaven. And you didn't get it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against spiritual wickedness. We are wrestling against fallen spirits. Oh, please hang with me. Fallen spirits. They're all over the place. They're here. Oh, yeah. Mark 3. Help me, Lord. Open the eyes of our understanding, Father. Verse 6, Mark 3. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. But Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea, and from Jerusalem, from Idumea, and from beyond Jordan, and they about Tyre and Sidon. A great multitude, when they had heard what great things he did, came unto him. And he spoke to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng him. For he had healed many, insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him, as many as had plagues. And unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And he straightly charged them that they should not make him known. And he goes up into a mountain and calls unto him the whole whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Now, I want to jump down a few verses. So, verse 20, and the, and the multitude comes together again so that they could not so much as eat bread. And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold of him, for they said, he's beside himself. And all the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils cast he out devils. And he called unto them and said to them in perils, how can Satan cast out Satan? Good question, isn't it? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rises up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. Now look at verse 27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first do what? Bind the strong man. Now, I know we all believe in this stuff, but there's a lesson in all of this. There is a way to bind spirits. And it's spelled out in the Word of God. It really is. Turn to Luke 10. Verse 1 says, After these things the Lord appointed other seventy also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place, whithersoever he himself would come. Now jump down to verse 17. 
And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Same Spirit raised Christ from the dead, dwells in us. Yes, same Spirit. They came back rejoicing, saying, this is cool. Devils are subject unto us. You can put your name there. If you are a believer, you've been born again. Spirit of God lives inside of you. They are subject to you and to me. Spirits are. Now jump down. Verse 18. He said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over how much of the power of the enemy? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All the power of the enemy. And nothing by shall any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I'm glad my name is written in heaven. I'm, I'm just pretty darn excited that the spirits are subject to me and to you. They are subject to us. What in the world are we doing when we don't even come down here and pray? Now I'm going to let you in on a little insight. If you've been coming to Sunday school, you're going to have a little flavor of this. Spirits are not all-knowing. Spirits cannot read your thoughts. But they must obey your voice. You, you, I don't care who you are, how big you are, how many degrees of black belt there are. It doesn't matter. You cannot bind a spirit without speaking to it. You cannot. 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 You can have your moment of silence. You can have your times of uh, drawing close to God. You know, it's time. Be still and know that I'm God. But not for your life. Not for months. There are spirits that you and I have been given authority over. We've got to talk to them. I know you think I'm crazy, but I'll tell you what. I'm going to walk you through the Word of God. I'm going to walk you through it because I hope God turns this church over his knee and paddles our butts. We have been so stinking lazy. We have laid down what God has given us. And so spirits are having free reign in here, hindering spirits. If you don't know it, I hope God wakes you up. Mark 12. I'm sorry, Matthew 12. I don't know what we're doing, church. Uh, The spirit of slumber is on us so thick. Verse 43, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walks through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he finds it empty, swept and garnished. Then goes he and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first, I'll bet. I'll bet. That's why the Word of God says it would have been better for you not to have even known at all. 
than to know and to turn away. Been better. But just like that dog going back to his vomit. Isn't that a pretty sight? You ever seen a dog do that? I mean, doesn't that just give you an appetite? The Word of God says that's what a, that's what a backslider's like. Going back. Acts 16. Believe it or not, I'm not your problem. I might not be your favorite, but I'm not your problem. I'm not your problem. Never have been. Well, that's proud. I've never been your problem. Ever. Won't well, ever will be. Because you've never wrestled against me. You will never wrestle against me. If there's something, if I'm doing something that's wrong, you're wrestling against the wrong spirit. There's a hindering spirit in my life. Like there is in yours. It's true. Acts 16. Verse 16. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. She was not trying to help their cause, you understand. And she, this she did many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. He. He came out the same hour. You will never see in the Word of God any angel. I don't care what you have in your cute little garden out back. There ain't no little girl angels. They're, just not, they're not mentioned in Scripture. The only ones that are mentioned in Scripture are males. So you can put that along with your little theology box. The other stuff. It's it's a nice thought. They're cute out there. But I'm telling you, only in my life one time I've ever seen an angel in my spirit. I have seen one. And it was in Smitty's Cafe. I was going in. Don't look at me like that. I was going in after a brotherhood backslidden. And uh, uh, back in the day, Smitty's Cafe was kind of a... Uh, uh, A rough place to go in. And so I went in there, and I, I thought, good gosh, what am I getting into? And uh, this particular backslidden brother was sitting right there at the bar, and I'm seeing other guys around there, large. But right there behind the bar over to the left, on the left-hand side, I saw an angel. It was almost 10 foot tall. I thought, I ain't scared of nothing. That ministering spirit is watching over me. God sent him to watch over me. I believe it. I believe it. Mark 5. Some of us used to pray loud. Used to pray using our voice. Some of us did. But see, we don't have to do that now. Because it doesn't make you any more spiritual if you use your voice than if you're silent. No, but I want to tell you what. You couldn't scare a sick demon. With silence. You couldn't do it. You've got to bind him. He cannot read your mind. Spirits cannot read your mind. You must talk him. You must address them. Uh, the church is full of people. Um, uh, how's it going? Oh, I'm, I'm fighting this thing. I'm fighting that thing. We're, 
I've been fighting for this long. I've been fighting. Are you talking to it? Bind that spirit. God's given that authority. We just read it. He's given us authority over them. They are subject to us. But we think they're so stinking smart. All we got to do is catch this dot, Tim. Get that? Here's another one. Take that. What the heck is that all about? We've been duped. We've been duped. God has given us all authority, all power over the enemy. And all we got to do is, well, I, I can't do that. I, I just can't speak. Oh, please. No one gossips silently, murmurs silently, spreads trash silently, sows discord silently. I love what Mary Perry said. That's just what the church needs. We need to grow a spine. Quit worrying about what other people think. Oh, my gosh. That's why it's called warfare. Verse 1, Mark 5. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, and neither could any man tame him. But always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. Wouldn't that be a sight? Yeah, they're doing that now, you know. That's the thing now. Kids are cutting themselves. Nothing new under the sun. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Jesus said that. Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What's thy name? And he said, He answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we're many. And he besought him much that he would not send them, them, the spirits, away out of the country. Now, there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, pigs. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out, entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000, and they were choked in the sea. 2,000 spirits. He said unto the spirit, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. When in the world are we going to start addressing spirits? When? This is ridiculous. We know better than this. There are unclean spirits. There are controlling spirits. There are hindering spirits. When are we going to wake up? When? What's, what is it going to take? The devil laughs. Look, not everyone's happy about unclean spirits being cast out. Not everyone is. Turn to Mark 9. 
uh, verse 17. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. Just leave it alone. Don't even go there. And wheresoever he takes him, he tears him. He foams, gnashes with his teeth and pines away. I spoke to thy disciples and they sh- that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer? You bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. He fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long it is, is it ago since this came unto him? He said, I'm a child. And oftentimes it's cast him into the fire, into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said unto him, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, not it, unto him, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, he ran him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, say, what the heck's going on? How come we couldn't do that? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and by fasting. I'm telling you, you've got hindering spirits going on around you, in your life, in your family, at work, at school, wherever you are. You better start talking to them or they're going to keep badgering you. That things will not change for you if you will not open your mouth and bind spirits. They're not afraid of you. They can't read your mind. They must obey your voice. If the Spirit of God lives inside of you, they must obey you because spirits are subject unto you and I. But they can't just read your mind. You can't just say, they'll laugh at you. I rebuke you, you foul spirit, in the name of Jesus, I bind your powers. Yeah, this is real. It's real. Luke 13. I hope you're not bored. hope you're not bored again. But I hope you're born again. Verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her immediately. She was made straight and glorified God. A spirit of infirmity. You're sick. You got something going on in your body. That's how you address it. That's what you say to it. You foul spirit of infirmity. I bind your powers. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I can't imagine what it would be like if a church would do this. A church. A church. A church. But the Word of God talks about a spirit of slumber. It's in America big time. 
It is, uh, well, what, you know, whatever. Acts 5. I'm sorry, Acts 8. Verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. Unclean spirits came out with a loud voice. You want someone's attention? Have you ever noticed that if I, this hypothetically speaking, let's say you have a disagreement in your house. Other people do, hon. I know you don't believe it. If there's a problem and one responds, if they respond loudly, usually the next response is a couple decibels. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the next one, and then by the fourth one, there's anger and rage in it, and it can get ugly. Listen, our, our voice, that same voice, we, we need to direct our anger towards the enemy, Amen. not towards each other. Look, I know this works. This works. We have been given a voice for a reason. The enemy... If you don't hear anything else I'm saying tonight, hear this. The enemy cannot read your mind. He's not afraid of you when you're quiet. You can bind nothing quiet. Nothing. I don't care who you are, how spiritual you think you are, how long you've been saved. You cannot bind a demon without talking to it. Cannot. You show it to me in Scripture. And I'll get back up here and I'll say, I was wrong. You show it to me. All through the Word of God, we find it. Jesus is binding spirits. He's talking to spirits. Paul is talking to spirits. But we think, well, you know, it's getting a little carried away. Well, you just don't come crying in when stuff's not going right. God's given us authority, and we are just sitting there. I, I don't know what to do. Oh, shut up and quit crying and start rebuking spirits. Start binding spirits. Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You think you do that with your mind? Oh, I feel better now. Yeah, I just bound that thing. No, you didn't. You just have a great imagination. Mark 1. I want to know what we're doing, church. I want to know what we're doing. How, how can this not be important to us? How can it not be kids going crazy, parents going crazy, marriages going crazy, work going crazy, everything's going crazy, and we won't pray? No one comes to the altar to pray. And when we pray, we won't use our voice. And we leave and say, well, I, don't, I don't feel changed. Hello? Don't feel like anything happened. Come on. You didn't bind the first spirit. How's something going to change when spirits of need bound aren't bound? The spirits are saying, uh, could you pass me another sandwich? Hey, give me another Pepsi, too. This is great here. Hey, these people are praying. I know, but they're not saying anything. We can do whatever we want. They're not binding us. They're having a moment of silence. 
Leave them alone. For crying out loud, don't stir them, don't wake up. Mark 1, verse 21. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. Jesus said, Works that I'm doing, you're going to do greater works. We have been given authority over all the power of the enemy. And he has been successful all these years silencing the church. When we come and pray, even tonight, Mike encouraged us. Pray, lift up your voice unto the Lord when you pray. It's like you could hear a pin drop. The only talking, the only noise you hear is the people talking out there. He's trying to encourage us. Use your voice. Use your voice. Well, I know, but I got to catch up on stuff. Catch up on stuff out in your car. We're to enter his gates with thanksgiving. We're to enter his courts with praise. It's his gates. It's his courts. It's his sanctuary. And his house shall be called. Hello. Not a house of silence. A house of prayer. We're to put on the whole armor of God. That's part of praying always in the Spirit. No one, that's why I ask you, how do you pray in the Spirit? If you think this is praying in the Spirit because you're imagining you're praying stuff, you have been foiled. You've been foiled. You're not, the Word of God says, if, if I pray in an unknown tongue, it tells us in the book of Jude, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm building up my my holy faith, but not silently. It don't happen silently. You have bit on a lie. It doesn't happen silently. Well, he knows my thoughts. Yeah, he knows you're backslidden. He knows you don't love him enough to do this. That's what he knows. He People say, well, at least God knows my heart. That should scare you. You do not have the courage to open your mouth and pray. We are ashamed of him. That's why we don't do this. He said, if you're ashamed of me and my words, yes, I'm going to be ashamed of you. We don't have the guts to pray out loud. How sad. What a sad statement for the church of Jesus Christ. He sent his own son to die for us, and we won't even use our mouth. He's given us authority to bind spirits, and we won't do it. And so the enemy has his way in church. Oh, I know it's true. I know it's true. Revelation 16. Start with verse 12. 
And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Spirits, unclean spirits. The Word of God tells us in Corinthians that we are to cleanse ourselves from a filthy spirit. I bet the women can tell you which men here have a filthy spirit. Are you out there, women? I bet you can. A filthy spirit. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. It's a spirit. Next time you're afraid, it's not God. It's a spirit you need to rebuke. That's you foul spirit of fear. I bind you in the name of Jesus. First John 4. I love this. Verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. Can you say amen? You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you, right, than he that's in the world. I give you All authority over the power of the devil. Unclean spirits. I've given you the spirits are subject unto you. Is it going to take Jesus coming down, looking us in the face and say, the spirits are subject to you. He's already told us that in a letter. The spirits are subject to us, church. They can't read our minds. They must obey our voices. They must. They are subject unto us. Either you believe it or you don't. This is the Word of God. The spirits are subject to us. For crying out loud, ask God what spirits need to be bound in your life. In the church, at work, in the country. You got, what spirits do I bind? This should just whet your appetite. Oh my gosh. You mean, God, He really has given me authority over this? They're subject to me? Yes! Yes, they're subject to us. They really are. You got crazy kids? You better start binding spirits in their lives. You better start. Because boo-hooing ain't going to get it. The devil's not afraid of your tears. Well, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. This is just a mess. and I, He just won't listen to me. I'll shut up and pray. Bind the stinking spirits. We are called. We've been, a given, we've been given authority to do it. Why are we not doing it? How is it not important to us? 
What is it going to take before it's important? What? I, I want to, I'm asking you, church. What is it going to take for the church of Jesus Christ to wake up and start binding spirits? What? I think we're crazy. All this authority God has given us, and we're, we're not even using it. We're crazy. We're just saying, well, I, I wish things had changed. I just, things are just a mess. I don't, I don't know what to do. Pray! Pray! Not silently. Pray! You know what? There are things that happen when we pray that don't happen any other time. Any other time. Any other time. I don't care what time of the day it is, whether it's two in the morning, two in the afternoon, noon, morning, evening, it doesn't matter. I can be, uh, if I want to watch a NASCAR race, it's fine. I want to watch college hoops, love college hoops, it's fine. I never once yawn. But if I start to pray, I guarantee you I'll yawn. It makes me tired thinking about it. It does, because my flesh hates to pray. The, the enemy knows what's happened when if we will use our voice and pray. So the spirit of slumber, who hits him. What the heck was I thinking? I almost started to pray. The enemy says, that's right. Just rocking back to sleep. Let him go. Stroke his head a little bit, just like Delilah. Samson on her lap. It's all right, buddy. It's all right. Just go. That was close. He almost started praying. Almost started using his mouth to pray. Yeah, we've been duped. We have. I don't even care what time it is. I don't even care. I want to know what we do that's more important than binding spirits. What is more important than praying? No hands went up. Do you still believe in the power of prayer? Still. I don't think God's convinced. As I, look, as I look at the altar on Wednesday night's prayer night, it's like a ghost town here. Well, hey, we believe in the power of prayer. You, you keep praying for us, buddy. We're in your corner. Something's got to change, church. Something's got to change. We have got to start binding spirits. We've got to address them. We've got to call them by name. If you don't know what they are, ask God. He'll show you. Call them by name. You foul spirit of division, I curse you in the name of Jesus. You backbiting spirit, I bind your powers in the name of Jesus. Every hindering spirit in this body needs bound. And the Word of God tells us that if two or three, if just two of us agree, maybe knew that would be a challenge. But if just two of us agree is touching something. One chase a thousand, two chase ten thousand, what the heck could a church do? What the, if we would come and agree together and start binding spirits using our mouth to where they can actually hear what we're saying? What could God do? Moments of silence stink. That's the problem. I'm, it doesn't make you any more spiritual to use your voice. Listen to me. It doesn't make you any more spiritual. It does not. But I'll tell you what, it's the only way you ever bind spirits. It's the only way. Say, well, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to use my voice. You, know, you better change your theology. There's something that happens. You look in Luke 23 around the third, 23rd chapter, 23rd chapter, 23rd verse. It says, and the voices of them, they prevailed. Crucifying. 
with loud voices. It says they were instant with loud voices. And their voices prevailed. Well, there's something about our voices. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you my heart. When it's quiet, I'm not stirred. I'm not. If I hear Carol, I hear Beth, I hear Tim, I hear someone, hear someone praying. They're uh, pleading God. They're storming heaven. Say, God, I pray on behalf of this. It's just, whoo. It's like fire begets fire. You ever, you ever notice that? Someone starts, it's just like, whoo. Holy Ghost fire fall on me. I want this. So, someone's got, somewhere, somehow, it's got to start. It's got to start, church. Yeah, okay, let's do that next week. Next week we'll start. Oh, we need to start. We need to pray tonight. We need to bind spirits. We need to bind spirits. Can you think of any in your life you need bound? Good Lord. Volume one. If you're like me, we need to bind them. Whatsoever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Can you think of any? Got kids going crazy? Grandkids? Parents? Parents go crazy nowadays. Bind them. Look, church, that's the message tonight. That's the message tonight. We need to come to this altar just like we all would come and we would sing. We need to all come and use that same voice we were singing. And we need to pray. And we need to bind spirits. And God knows what time it is. He does. He's probably all right with it, though. He probably is. I hope, you know what? We need to be uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable, it's probably right. Because the flesh just wants stroke. Well, I don't have to. Why can't I just sit here? For crying out loud, don't you, don't you think this is a lot more comfortable? Let's just, let's just, let's talk about prayer. Let's just talk about it. And then let's talk about what could happen. No, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's bind some stinking spirits in this church. Let's agree together and bind them. It's gone on long enough. This is insanity. Something's got to break. Something has to break in this body. Come on up. Just come on up. That's how we'll close. Come on up, pray. You get tired of praying, leave. That's our service. You got you to gotta leave. I know some of you got kids. I know teens are over there. I'm not making excuses for you. I'm, I'm saying I know there's things. But we just need to come down here and we need to pray. We need to bind spirits. Don't, you know what? Raise your voice to God. Just like Mike was saying with singing, raise your voice to God. 